Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Justin, I'm going to be asking you every week. Well, first, can we, Harry, can we introduce uh, another member of our team? Hello, I'm Griffin Bot. Oh, God. Is that Griffin Newman? That's Griffin Newman from Blank Check uh, and The Tick. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know we've got Griffin Bot here. He's this is now the third totally... soundboard you have built of a human. You have Justin Bot. Uh, hi, Bot. I'm oh. Griffin Newman Bot. God. <laughs> what else is going on, Griffin? Shalom, Chris Gethard. <laughs> Shalom, Griffin Bot. How are you? All right, so... Hola, uh, yo soy Griffinbot. Oh, God. A totally functioning AI. Totally functioning AI. All right, let's start the goddamn okay. podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired sitting around the house. I'm tired sitting around the house. Everybody wants to waste the time. Welcome, everybody. This is the Chris Gethard Presents Podcast. This is the compact podcast component of the CGP Project. There's a public access TV show. There's a podcast. You can enjoy one. You can enjoy both. I hope uh, I hope if you are a podcast listener who isn't watching the TV show, and there's, there's a bunch of you guys out there, we have Nick and Joe from Found Footage Festival. They did last night's episode. You have to watch this one. I cannot thank you guys enough for what you pulled off oh, last night. That was super fun. Thanks like, for having you us. Fulfilled like a dream for us too. Like taking live calls. Like it's we we don't get to do that in our day to day life at it, all. With it was what we a do. joy. Was, oh, it so was fun. a joy for anybody listening. It was it it, it really. It started to kind of like fold in on itself and become like an M.C. Escher painting in many ways. <laughs> Nick and Joe have a fantastic show, found footage, and they tour all over the world doing it. And they, you've spent your entire lives, it's fair to say at this point, the bulk of your lives collecting strange, obscure video clips. Yeah. And you air them. You do an extraordinarily funny show. It's, it's, it's one of these shows that I've always admired because you guys have always done it your own way. You've built a career out of it, which is I am always inspired when I see people actually pull something off and do it themselves. It's also a show that I feel like everyone I know has seen it, like everyone. And it has respect like in like the grassroots Brooklyn comedy fan world. I feel like everyone I know who's done it, like like I know people who like work at NPR who are friends. I feel like it spans <laughs> all classes. Everybody loves watching these clips. I even know last night someone told me that when when we booked you to uh, from an M&N, I was very worried because you were going to be showing clips, and I was worried that MNN was going to step in and say, you know, we don't know if we have the rights to these clips. And then the 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 guy who runs MNN stepped in. He's like, if you got found footage, we gotta, we're making it happen. We will do anything <laughs> to make it happen legally. And uh, 
I understand he first saw you. I came to understand at you did like a a conference for public access organizers and network. Like you've done every corner of the world. People watch what you guys do and love it. We don't say no to anything. We do everything. <laughs> it, but but a public access conference, of course, we're going to go there. We we walked away with so much good footage after that. Oh, one. did people yeah. bring contributions? Oh yeah, yeah. People told us about some great stuff. It's yeah, the best. Yeah. So last night, just so you guys know what they did, they put on what I would say was a a sort of version of your show, focusing solely on public access clips. Since you were on public access, you built what I think many people would say is the ultimate sort of uh, distilled public access set, garish colors projected onto way too much lattice. <laughs> took live calls, effectively built sort of the ultimate apex version of a public access show to filter public access history through it in a way that I can't reiterate enough. It worked, it's funny, and it meant a lot to me personally. Oh, it felt too. so special. I, it, I mean, it, like I said, it was a dream fulfilled for us, or maybe like more like a fetish or something, you know, because we're like, <laughs> let's put up all this lattice, let's put up too much lattice, let's get the colors, let's take viewer calls, like let's do a full-on public access show. When well, we heard you are doing this project, we're like, oh, we're in. It was a, a specific thing, though, because if, if people who didn't grow up watching public access, you know, they – always underfunded, you know? Always. So you had a, a potted plant and some black curtains, and sometimes, if you were lucky, some wooden lattice in the mm -hmm. back, you know, like a trellis <laughs> that was just hanging there for no reason, and you could kind of position that as some, or maybe like a, a Japanese folding screen, you know, and that was your set. Yeah. And so we grew up watching a lot of public access in our hometown and then and then meeting other people who, who would always have a tape in the VCR like we did growing up, and if something good came on, on a Friday night, you know, we had nothing else going on. So on a Friday night, we'd have friends over, and if something amazing happened to be on Channel 12, you hit record. I was one of these kids. I was one of these kids. I feel like I, I came up in the punk rock scene, and I feel like the this tape trading did, you would find, like, fanzines that were selling these compilation tapes, and it was just some people made it. For me, it was a lot of, like, we've talked about this on, on I did an episode of, of your web show, but, like, a lot of animal attack videos weren't very common back then. A lot of yeah. one of my favorite clips uh, that I found late night. There, oh, it would be called like, you know, now the modern version is like world's blankest blank, yes. world's yes. scariest police chase, world's most messed up thing. And I remember like uh, one that, and again, YouTube has made these things disseminate a little bit, but but you guys find the real gems. One of my favorites was I had a clip of a gymnast who was running towards a pommel horse. That was one. a few inches off. And gymnasts have it down to a science. So when he <laughs> launched off the thing, he went chest first. And just all this plume of like powder. Powder. Like, and, like, and, yeah. and you just got to watch the pain spread across his face in a way that was truly every hilarious rib, for Every me. rib must have been cracked. Shattered. <laughs> Beautiful clip. All right. We're going to talk all day. The enthusiasm is here. Also joining us, returning to the podcast, probably the guy who's been on the most episodes, I think, Justin. He's been on, yeah. Outside of me and you, maybe uh, the, the go-to guest. Mm -hmm. Also, he was the first ever host of CGP. He'll be returning as the first ever return host. Pressure's back on, baby. <laughs> What's this thing going to be? My hope is that people will start to come, that CGP will almost feel less like a weekly slot, more like a network. Uh, this happens to unfold a week at a time. Carmen Christopher, you're the one who's going to establish if this will sustain as a network that unfolds over time or if you were just one and done flash in the pan. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not one and done. This isn't the only thing I got cooking. Um, but <laughs> I'm excited to, you know, I'm excited to do another episode. As you all know, I'm hosting on, or maybe you don't, but I'm hosting on 9-11. 9-11 uh, is next week. It's not going to be an ironic episode 
you know, we're just going to try to take 9-11 back. You know, everybody oh, thinks Jesus. of sadness and sorrow on 9-11. Back from who? But, terrorists. <laughs> back from the terrorists. You're saying, what if we did an episode me. that was so funny <laughs> that you didn't even remember... The tower's going down. Now, or maybe you know, this I, is the new 9-11. Yes, the exactly. new 9-11. Carm yeah. Christopher the presents new, the new 9-11. I'm just trying to do something positive. I want people to have a good time. And, you know, and my condolences always to oh, anybody God. who is affected by uh, the attacks. I should say I'm the sidekick for this episode. I don't think I knew any of this going into it. Justin, are you comfortable trying to reclaim 9-11 <laughs> from being tragic? So we're, your Look, third episode will, of course, be on the anniversary of D-Day. It's going to be everything will be a historical. Well, you know, Chris, uh, he he messaged me and he says, uh, hey, do you want to do your second episode on September 4th? I looked at my calendar. It's exactly one a week away from 9-11. I was like, why don't we just do 9-11? <laughs> and it's funny enough, I think day. initially I'd been saying to you guys, is yeah. there any way you'd take 9-11 off my hands? And then when Carmen claimed it, I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, we were too. Yeah. We don't say, <laughs> like I said, we don't say no to anything. Yeah. So we would have said yes to that. Uh, and, then, so. and then pretended like it was any other day. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into what I think... I think this is a unique, a group of people uniquely uh, able to speak about some of the things I want to talk about today. Before that, so you guys know, if you're first-time listeners, Nick Joy, I'm sure you're not familiar. Every week, Justin Linville, my co-host, who mm -hmm. I hope will overthrow me and take over this podcast for himself someday. That is the plan. Mm -hmm. Justin prepares Justin's bit of the week. I do not vet these. He does not clear anything with me. Each week, they've gotten harder to understand and more elaborate. Let's go to Justin's bit of the week. This week, Chris, is a three-episode miniseries oh. starting today <laughs> that takes place in outer space. Woo! Enjoy, my man, taking the theme song. Let's hang out more. Justin, <laughs> you are killing it. I am learning so much from watching you. I believe in you. This week we're going to space. That's Chris Gethard bot. Just so you know, we can have this a Chris Gethard bot in space. as well. No one can tell the us we can. The theme song's kind of long for this one because it's expository, so, so keep in mind space. the information that's being So changed. don't talk over it. We all have rolls on okay, the ship. Okay, I'll stop talking over it right now, all right? I'm done. There's a dynamic <laughs> between young Justin and Chris. Now sit back and listen to this. We are in space and this is a ship. Chris is wearing a Bluetooth headset. Keep that in mind, keep that in mind, keep that in mind. That's important, but the thing that's most important is that this is a special three-episode mini-series that takes place in space. Now, Carmen, you... Take you inside the ship. <laughs> Carmen, you historically on the show were very critical of Justin's bits. Because I just want them to be, like, good. Now you have to admit the production is, value has increased greatly is, since you were last I mean, year. this has grown exponent. I'm I'm all about this one. Okay. You know what? I'm actually, I am excited <clears throat> if uh, to, to see the growth because I mm -hmm. was there for the first one. It's terrible. I was there for the second one. And they were bad. They were, yeah, really, they were really, really bad. bad. I would say they're incredible. This but, is, I would say they're humor that maybe you could take more time to appreciate. If you yes. look back, you'll find something like beautiful. Okay, so I do think, can I just say that yeah, I do yeah, yeah. think that in two years, it's going to be 
really, really good. Solid yeah. Chris, comedy okay, two years. Reel it back. Justin's killing it. He, oh, thank you, Griffin. <laughs> thank okay, you, Griffin, so Justin, but, so we're in space, so and what what are we doing today? We're in space. Let's take a moment to take in our surroundings. Chris, the commander. Okay, Carmen, you're a sexy alien doctor. Joe, Perfect. you're the science officer. Oh, Nick, cool. you're the navigator, and the ship's AI. Blink checks. Very own Griffin Newman. Bonjour, je m'appelle Griffinbot. And oh no, what's happening? Warning, warning, woman speaking. Hello, I uh, hope space has been treating you well. Oh, is that not, an alien? <laughs> my not. name is not Maya, and I'm your worst nightmare. I'm obsessed with being really powerful, and you guys are super cool. Not, you're not cool, actually. Sounds like an and alien more importantly, to me. you're under attack by me. And I'm going to do the only thing that makes sense to do. Not... Uh, a lot makes sense to do. Um, I'm going to kidnap and kill your captain, Chris what? Gethard. Huh? So... Chris! Chris! Where'd you go? Oh, right. He has a Bluetooth headset. Chris, what do you see? Hi, Justin. I'm, oh, wow. I didn't... <laughs> I didn't know you could do that <laughs> remotely. Uh, I'm floating in space. Thank God I have my space helmet on with my oxygen supply because I'm floating. I see stars and satellites, and oh, there's a comet. Am I doing? Is this what you were hoping? Oh wait, wait, take this, what you note. take this note. Oh, I'm taking a note. Actually, wow. Just actually scratch that. That was all hallucination because everything's gray. The sun has gone away. And then say, I think I'm in a cell. I think I'm in a cell. Is my that what you said? My, yes. And okay. then say my life is but a hell. You should have written this down. I know, I didn't have, I forgot. Okay, my, I think I'm going to sell my, my life is but a hell. I thought I did pretty good improv. You did really good But that's improv. okay, we'll no, go with your... Hey, talk. this is Griffin Bot. Chris, you're being crazy, come on. Uh, sorry about that, Griffin Bot. Time for I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. Chris is usually here to make these choices, but now I'm alone. How do I help? How do I, what do I do? Stop it. Don't be so hard on yourself. It sucks. <sighs> When people are their own worst critics, I hate that. Fuck why don't you just try? Uh, <laughs> why don't you try to figure out what planet I'm on, huh? Oh, I guess that could work, but I've never done something like that before. Who will? Who's gonna help me? Captain, we're way off course. <laughs> I would agree. I mean, I'm not even here. I can hear you on my Bluetooth. Right, I'm talking to you through the Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, so our navigator, so, Nick Stones, we're way off course, and we have to figure out. I think the alien has. A- well, you have a crew, don't you? Why don't you get the crew to help? What, Justin, Justin, you know what? No, I, I don't want to be helping you. I'm too nice. I'm too nice to people. You have to start designing these where our guests can you participate. I'm done here. Goodbye. So, right, right, right. Right. Yeah. so, so end so transmission. Doctor? Science officer. Science officer. Officer. There we go. So our goal here is to figure out what planet uh, what planet Chris is on, okay? Earth. So, no. Oh, fuck. So, <laughs> let's, Carmen, let's why all... are you eating barbecue chips in the studio again? You have to stop eating on mic. Okay, Justin, um, what are we doing? In the, the spaceship. In the spaceship. Sorry about so that, So, everybody, we should all try to guess what planet Chris is on. Maybe, okay. and we'll have it, the answers be in the structure of maybe they're on planet blank. This is the planet where the people are blank. Clues? Are there clues that we should know? Clues sort uh, of embedded in the alien's questions. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, I have a guess. Yeah. Maybe guess? she's from the planet Sarcasm, where everyone answers with by saying something sincere and then says not afterwards. Ooh. Planet Sarcasm, okay. where the people say not. Okay. Any um, other guesses? Uh, as a sexy doctor, I think it's <laughs> important for me to get back to the spaceship in case any babies are born. 
Okay, do you, you never left the space. You're on, We're the, on spaceship. the spaceship. No, to the hospital spaceship. Oh, okay. The I came over ship. here for a snack, oh. and now I got to get back. I but was that a salad, brownie, brittle, and barbecue chips, yeah. all eaten on mic? Yes. In the spaceship. I think maybe she's on Planet Party Town, where everybody does Molly all the time. Party Ooh, Town. I think she's on Trell Trell Mephidorian. What's the planet from Kurt Vonnegut's books? Oh yeah, Trelfalbagor. Trelfalmadorian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I read. Falbagor. Right. Any other For guesses? All you guys that have been Just saying that I don't read, I do. Any other guesses? Um, I'm gonna say. I, well, I've seen enough Twilight Zones to know that it's probably Earth the whole time. Okay. Ooh. Planet Earth, mm-hmm. where the people are blank. Uh, Self-destructive. Ooh, wow. Commentary. Yeah, kind of makes you think. Wow. Yeah. Man, but the thing is, so we've got some options right here: Earth, Planet Sarcasm. Planet Party Town what and Planet Trelfagor. Who's going to help us decide? I don't know how to decide. I'll do it. I keep trying to speak as myself, and I don't know how to turn this filter off. <laughs> Chris, you're you're in a cell. Who's going to decide? Your life is but a hell. Okay. The only imp- because also we all want our choices to win, right? That's what's happening right now. Yeah, I'm of really course. lobbying hard for Planet Sarcasm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he very worked out. The only person here who's impartial is uh, our ship's AI, Griffinbot. So, uh, how, how do you spell that? Oh, God. How, how do you spell that? Pick up the pace. All right. Um, so, the options. Griffinbot. Griffinbot, what do you think about planet Earth? No. No way. No way. What do you think about planet sarcasm? A hard disagree. And what do you think about planet party town? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Great. So, next week, we're going to planet party town. Okay. So this was just the setup for next Holy week. Holy smokes, that was a lot of time. That was a long walk. That was yeah. a long walk. That's Space a lot walk. of the episode. Effectively just for the exposition. Yeah, just for the setup, really. We can turn off the... Can we please turn off the space background noise and this filter on my voice? <laughs> next, next week, week on... Podcast in Space. Alien takes a phone call. Hello? Who is this? Uh, uh, oh! The gang encounters a scary foe. <laughs> hey, hey, give me your wallet. Uh, give me your wallet. I'm trying to Justin. get all the wallets in the city and make a big art, art piece. Okay, I'll see you later. Goodbye. Jay Leno is here? <laughs> oh, my car. All that and more next week on Podcast <laughs> in, space. in Space. Okay. Cool. Listen. That was amazing. And Justin, you put in the work, and these are getting, they're really great. I will just say next time, if we can just make sure. Joe sat on a subway that was stopped by a track fire. Mm-hmm. These things have yeah, got in to. Between stations, smell like smoke on the subway. These mm-hmm. have got to involve the people who are taking their time to mm-hmm. join us <laughs> totally. way more than that one did. Totally. They, we got lost to, in the narrative a little bit. That, that, <laughs> that could have been one audio track, and then you tried to shoehorn in the guests mm-hmm. by making them pick a planet. I thought the Just remember game was when fun. you're when you're writing something, it's about characters. Don't get so caught up uh, in the story. We got Script some notes. characters. We have a whole arc planned. Okay? Yeah, there were, there were some people on the train that were kind of panicking too. So yeah, yeah. panic, panic yeah. setting because it smelled like smoke down there. So yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yep. Okay, now uh, hey, this is Griffin Bot. It's time for a break. We'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> that was the whole first half. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wow, we are back. They have now created a bot that throws the commercial, because I always forget to. Crafty move, Harry Nelson. 
Jared O'Connor. Welcome back to the show. We're here with Carmen Christopher, who's hosting next week's episode, special 9-11 episode, where he's going to make 9-11 funny again. <laughs> again? We're here with the Found Footage Festival, who, again, just crushed it last night. You have to go watch this episode. It's so funny and heartfelt and insane. And you mentioned that one of the things you enjoyed about it was taking phone calls. Oh, I love that part of it. Yeah. Well, we did we did a, a special bit because, you know, we did the, the whole Baba Booey thing where yes. we, we, we asked people. This is exactly what I want to talk about. Yeah, today. we played yeah. a game called Sneak in a Swear uh-huh. where they have to call up and they have to be saying something nice. You know, the old misdirection. And then all of a sudden they switch and then they say swear words at us. Now, I wanted to talk about this because it was really brilliant. We were talking last night after the show, Nick, that it was so fun to watch you guys say, we want you to call up. Trick us into thinking you have something to say and then swear at us. You guys said it, but it was still such a joy to watch because you were still <laughs> shocked. You can't not be shocked when someone's like, I guess my question. Some know, people were really good. Like, some people were really, really good. Really Some people just didn't even get what you were asking no. for. But the ones that were good, st- it was still funniest prank calls. And here's this led me because I, I was like, I don't want to just ask you guys about more clips. I feel like you get to talk about that enough. But it makes me realize I'm turning 40 next year. I feel like I don't know how old everyone else is. You're comfortable with Carmen. You're 43. You're, you're 43. Yeah, Carmen, like you're 24. Few, Carmen's like 24. Justin, how Six, 16. No, you're you're in your 20s. <laughs> Carmen, you're in, you refuse to say your age. But it, like it has 24. made me realize. It has made me realize for some of us in this room. Nick and Joe, you can vouch for me. I wanted to talk today. Our prank calls the lost comedic art form. Because when we were kids, they were the best. Yes. And Carmen, if you want to reveal your true age, you can get in on this. But Justin, I feel like <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like in your comedy experience growing up, being in your early 20s, my guess is that prank calls were not an institution. Because for us, they were an institution. No, not an institution, but I think they're very funny. But yeah. Yeah, we, we I mean, I, I did prank calls growing up. All the time. We, had we the, did too. We put out a tape, actually. And, and yes, for when we were when 16 were years old. Yeah, yeah. We're I, totally, used, mm-hmm. I put out one in college yes. where we recorded them on my on my roommate's computer. I almost got kicked out of student housing because I was. Uh, I mean, I still caught. do prank calls on like road trips. We. It's pr- hard to, though, because of caller ID and stuff. Yes, and yeah. cell phones. So let's talk, Justin. But I know. Mm-hmm. I want to break down to you a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like, because, okay, we had the Jerky Boys. Yeah. You had the two bar tapes, which the Simpsons did their tribute to. That was these guys who would actually call this bar in Jersey City and say, hey, is Al there? Who? Al who? Alcoholic. And you hear the bartender, we got alcoholic here. And then somebody would be like, you're looking at him. It was real. You had, you had a bunch of people. Howard Stern pioneered a ton of great phony phone calls. Kind of, I feel like the last prank phone call project was Crank Yankers, which I think was in the late 90s, early yeah. 2000s. And after yeah. that, they've kind of gone away because of cell phones. But Justin, let me explain to you. Mm-hmm. You guys vouch for me if this was your experience. So when you were a kid in the 80s and 90s, you'd get some other kids from the neighborhood. You'd walk to the fringes of the neighborhood to a pay phone. And you'd all take turns getting on the phone, seeing who could make the best prank phone call. You guys reminded me of that last night because the misdirect, get in a public setting, usually a radio show when we were kids. Sometimes the odd call in TV show, more often radio get on, bait them into thinking you're taking them seriously, and then yell something inappropriate. Classic structure of a prank. But there were others. 
there oh, were yeah. others. Oh, we did so many of them. Do you guys yeah. want to, any we examples? 16. Any examples that stand out from your youth? Of this is one I remember doing personally. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we put together a cassette tape that we actually sold in high school. We and like I, I went back to my buy them. I went back to my high school reunion teachers recently. Teachers buy them. And, yeah, 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 wow. yeah. I went back to my high school reunion last summer, and somebody gave me the tape. Somebody's like, I got, I got the. Actual you didn't tape. have a copy. I didn't have a copy. No. Oh, well, man. and this was like pre Star sixty nine because Star yes. sixty nine was, yes. was kind of. Do you was, even know what that is, Justin? It's like the callback, right? Callback function. Yeah. If you if someone yeah. pranked you, you could yep. Star sixty nine. <clears throat> I forget if that one's free or cost seventy five cents. Sometimes you get so yeah, mad yeah. though that you'd Star sixty nine. And then they came <laughs> up with another. I forget if it was Star something else that would pre- prevent people from you, Star sixty nine. It was the yeah. counter to yeah. it. The parry. So like, yeah. I think it cost you like ninety nine cents yeah. to use it or something. So that kind of was a second wave of prank calls. But yeah, we would just call. Usually, people like really late at night. We're, it would, we're from at, a small town in Wisconsin too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. we'd be up at, at 11, 10, 11, 12 years old at a friend's house at a sleepover, and would just find a funny name in the phone book and call and. Uh, or the other thing we did is look up classified ads. Like I yes. remember Joe yes. called, huge. and there's some barn cats for sale. Barn and cats. This is so. I mean, and I'm not proud of this, by well, the way. Sure, this is like sure. my 16 year old brain. But it was done subtly. Decisions. It was like, yeah, I'm calling about the barn cats, and she's, are they for sale? And then you said, do they act like squirrels? And she's like, oh, well, I don't know. And she's like, well, do, you know, do they run around back and forth like a squirrel does? And she's like, I suppose sometimes. And then you said, well, squirrel hunting season's coming up. I just need some for target practice. And uh, and there was this whole negotiation about like, do they? How, what would you say is their fur like? Is it squirrel like and yeah. things like that? Are their tails bushy? Yeah. I mean, if you guys were all sixteen years old, you guys would be laughing hard right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm thrilled reliving these days. Yeah. I feel like this is not. Maybe I'm wrong. But the like you said, the idea that you have a phone book and you can find like, oh, this last name is so specific. This has got to be related to this kid I'm in school with. I'm going to go prank his uncle so I can tell him about it tomorrow. We, we played a game where we would write 10 words that they had to work into a conversation. They had to get all 10 words into the conversation. Oh. And then one word that they had to get them to say. Ooh. We, we could play that. Could we play that on the air? Could we we could, I, well, I have put out the call um, in tribute to you guys. Our call-in topic today, I've just asked everybody in the CGP Discord chat to straight up just call up and prank call us today. Great. Yes. I'm really hoping we get some Can't wait. Pranks. And I, it made me think, you guys had the classic structure, the bait and switch. There were other ones. There was the call a customer service line. Because you used to see, I wonder if you guys remember this, like on a bag of like Lay's potato chips, there'd be like a 1-800 number on the back. Mm-hmm. Questions, concerns, call this number. And there'd be human beings whose job was to... So you'd go to the payphone because that way they couldn't track it back to your house. And I remember you'd like call and be like, "Hey, so I I bought a you know I'm calling Frito Lay. Like I was eating a bag of puffy Cheetos and I found a the tip of a human finger in the bag." And you'd just call any customer service line and say something insane. And the game was like, "Can you not giggle?" So they have to stand like they can't. <laughs> if that's real, they have to deal yeah, with it. And yeah. they're assuming it's not real because you're a prepubescent boy. They can hear it in your voice, and they're assuming you have friends who are like sticking their ears up. This was before speakerphone, you, but they, how long can you keep them on the line before they're like? You know what else is fun is when they call you and you get a spam call, uh-huh. and then you take the call and you try to keep them on the line for as, as long, long as, as possible. And irritate Another them, and then classic. they start to fill out the credit card number, and then you know, and then stop, and then they're like, "You're one number short," and say, "Read it back to me," and just. Doing how, it back to them. The how long can you keep someone on the line? I remember like, a great prank call. I remember like folding clothes, and I was all by myself taking these phone calls, and just had tears streaming down my eyes. I was laughing 
so hard. Well, because you're, guy you're, so you're deliberately wasting somebody's time. No matter what the prank call is, you're yes. deliberately wasting somebody's time. And that's never not funny. I had one that I used to enjoy at Rutgers. When I was at Rutgers, all the uh, there were still landlines in every dorm room. You had a free landline. And I realized that every phone at Rutgers had free three-way calling, which was rare. Three-way calling used to cost money back in the day. So I realized that no one knew this. No one, it was just not a thing that was advertised. And I somehow figured it out. So what I would do is I'd call one person and then in a robot voice, as soon as they picked up, I'd go, please hold. And then I'd put them on hold and dial another number and just connect them. So then the second person would go on and go, hello? And they'd be like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. And, be like, and I listened to multiple <laughs> times where it wound up in people in brutal shouting matches, like two friends of mine who didn't know each other. Yeah. And I'd hear them be like, no, you fucking called me, you fucking <laughs> asshole. Could you I, record these? I didn't record those because I made a CD of prank calls that went, it was in pre-internet. It, it was sort of, I think, more akin to what you guys are a tribute to with found footage. Like in a pre-viral age, things got passed around physically. Yeah. And I made a, uh, a prank call CD that almost got me kicked off of student housing. So then I stopped recording them because uh, <laughs> I, I I went to state school, Rutgers. So tons of people from your school, like ha you know, half of Western High School, you go to the state school. In Jersey, you go to Rutgers. I think every state is like that, right? Yeah. Like tons of kids we from your high school. We went to Eau Claire. Yeah, we're yeah. from Wisconsin. And yeah. everybody, and there's probably tons of other kids from your high school there. And I, there was a girl who I went to middle school with who moved out of town. And I called her and pretended to be another kid from our town. Um, and she stayed on the line for an hour. She was very popular and this kid was popular. And she wound up going down the list of everyone from our town who also wound up at Rutgers and just talking shit about them, not realizing I wasn't who I said I was. And that got passed around all over campus. Oh, and then wow. someone randomly, someone she ran into this other girl from my town and the other girl randomly was like, oh, that sounds like something Gethard would do. And it all clicked for her <laughs> that every piece of information I shared was something that I would have known. And she tried to get me kicked out of housing. What did she say about you? She call. called me. Uh, she called me a little nerd with a bowl haircut. <laughs> she called me a little. I saw him. He's still a little nerd with a bowl haircut. I was like, yeah, I hate that kid. I was honestly talking like this. Like, hey, I, I don't want to use the names and bring them back up, but I would be like, hey, it's like if let's claim the kid who I went to school. I was pretending to be Justin Lin. I'll use your mm -hmm. name, but I say I would be like, it's me. I called her up. Let's say her name's Deanna. It was not Deanna. I went to school with someone named Deanna. It wasn't her. I'm like, hey, Deanna, it's me. It's uh, Justin fucking Linville. Like, and talked like that for an hour, and she never questioned it. <laughs> Carmen Christopher, any memorable prank call experiences, There's archetypal several. prank calls, or ones that you did we, as a youth? I got, I got a, a couple quick ones. Um, there was, I do remember there was, a, <laughs> well, there was a, okay, so there's, I had a football coach who everybody hated. He would hit, everybody and that was like normal nobody cared like you just got hit and it was like whatever physically beat physically like yes. give us like fish hooks fish hooks the claw and you know and <laughs> they they would do it like they would just like hit people and he was just an asshole and like you know say the type of thing like if there was like a bigger kid doing sit-ups he'd be like you know take the take that inner tube off and do a real sit-up like that type of shit just be degrading oh, classic to like, classic to like high schoolers and um, we found out that he, like the whole school kind of knew that he was um, having an affair with a student. <laughs> with a student. Like this, this is getting going. serious. This and is getting serious. So we, we got his phone number. 
and at sleepovers, I we would just leave prank. We would leave You'd like they would never. Life they on would, the line. Well, he answered a couple times, and we'd be like, "We know what you did," and then Ooh. he'd be like, "Get quiet." He'd be like, "Who is this?" And we'd be like, "We know," and then just like hang up. That's and then, barely like, a prank. That's more like a. Yeah, that's yeah, more that's like, like a, a reckoning, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> an actual I think, reckoning. I think of the six. I mean, that's what I was going to say. I should have. There was justice. There was some justice yeah. to prank calls that then, happened. Uh, then, uh, because the then, teachers, we had phone books. Think about that by 2019 standards. Phone books where everyone in the county had their first and last name, home well, address, well, we, and phone number listed. We had a high school phone book with Insane. like students' that names. That would never happen today. We had no. a high school phone book that people would hold on to. They stopped making them eventually, yeah. probably because of prank calls. And but stalkers. We, we would just leave voicemails on his, uh, and it was just like, it's almost not a prank call. It is a reckoning of just being like... This is what you did. This is what you did, and eventually, like, he got fired. Good. Whoa. The whole, oh, but it wasn't you guys like won. I don't. I don't know if it was us. Like everybody just knew. These are like brutal. I'm yeah, but there was an element of like frontier justice on the phone lines <laughs> back when we were kids. Oh yeah. What about uh, ordering pizzas for people? Oh, uh, classic. One? Yeah. Classic. That one's mean to the pizza guy. Though. It really yeah. is because that's yeah. got to come but out of his pocket. Exactly. Once, I feel like everybody thinks that's funny, and then you learn that as a kid, and you stop doing <laughs> but that. But I think one. Yeah. maybe he gets the pizza though. Well, you know, he might get the pizza. He doesn't want happened. the pizza. He's probably sick He's of the pizza. He's probably so sick of pizza. <laughs> this guy's cranking Papa John's You learn your lesson Papa when you become the pizza delivery boy at 16. Yes, yeah, That's yes. when you learn that lesson. Now, Justin, you're watching. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's fascination. Correct. Tell mm -hmm. me if I'm right or wrong. Because of cell phones, because of call tracking, the lack of phone books, mm -hmm. am I right or wrong in thinking that the younger generation has, you can hear the glee and fascination <laughs> and nostalgia in our voices. Similar relationship to the idea of prank calls or no? Not a similar idea. No. I, I don't oh, have that what relationship a with thing. it. Yeah. Oh, I remember my brother did the ultimate one. In college, my friend Sean, wickedly funny guy, my buddy Sean. I won't say his last name because he has an important job right now. He would not want this out there. My buddy Sean was like, I came up with an idea for a prank call. He used to do ones where he'd, oh, another classic one. I wonder if you guys ever do this. So Justin, there used to be this thing, collect calls, which I don't, now Now, cell phones, long distance is not a, an idea anymore. You can call anyone anytime. Used to be that if you called someone long distance, it could get very expensive the further away you called. So there was collect calls where if you had like, you know, if, so, if someone in your family had more money than you, you call and they pay for it instead of you. My buddy, Sean, this is a sidetrack. This is not the one I was bringing up. He used to just randomly find, uh, he'd, he'd get numbers far away, Oregon, we were in New Jersey, you know, Idaho, like, as, like expensive calls. And he'd go, you could go up and it would say, you know, I'd like to place a collect call and it automated system would say, we'll leave your name. And then the other person, when they pick up, it goes, you have a collect call from, and it's supposed to go Chris Gathard. Then you know, it's me. Yes. I'll accept the charges. So he would go pick random numbers from very far away. You have a collect call from a werewolf. And then very often, very often, people would be like, uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll accept the charges. And then he'd be like, what are you doing? You're going to talk to a werewolf? Man, you can't be talking to werewolves. You're putting your life on the line here. Very funny structure for a prank call. Yeah. He did one. He comes up to my brother one day. My brother was a maniac. My brother will do anything for a laugh. He really will. Carmen and Justin, you've met the guy. Mm -hmm. I've never met him. You've never met my brother? No, no, no. Oh, you got to meet clips. this guy. Justin, you've mm -hmm. met him. He, he goes big. He yeah. goes big. He's a character. <laughs> my buddy Sean goes to him and goes, I think this would be the best prank call we could do. My brother does it, which he could have gotten arrested. That was the other thing about prank calls. You were always one 
yeah. dial back away from being an actual real trouble. Yeah, I had the cops come one time. They, yeah. That was the other time. Sometimes yeah. you do one where you're keeping someone on the line and you're on a payphone and the cops show up at the payphone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to hear that story in a uh, second. Yeah, I'll tell you. My, there was a show on Channel 12 in New Jersey, which was like the statewide channel. Like you couldn't get it in New York. We mostly had New York TV in North Jersey. They mostly had Philly TV in South Jersey. We had Channel 12 just for New Jersey. They had a show called Family Talk. It was a call-in show. It was just a lady bring up topics pertinent to parenting and families. One day we're watching it. It's all about SAT prep. You're raising your kids. The SATs are coming up. There's going to be a lot of pressure on your kids. So my brother calls up, and he does this idea that Sean came up with, dared him to do. I was watching this on television. And this is genius because it's a good phone call, but also you get to watch the visual reaction. It's akin to what you guys did last night, but I think a little bit more... Um, elevated intelligentsia-wise, besides just yelling like cock and hanging up the phone. <laughs> so he calls up and he's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm actually a high school student right now, so I thought maybe my perspective would be good. And the lady's like, oh, that's amazing. Thank you, Colin. Greg from West Orange. Uses his real name in town. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, you know, there's so much pressure on our shoulders and it's all about the standardized tests. And I think it's just, uh, it's not fair to kids. And uh, oh, oh, oh my God, oh my God. And the lady's like, Greg, everything all right? And he's like, oh my God. She's like, Greg, what's going on? And he just goes, there's a man in my house. (laughs) She goes, what? And he's like, there's a man. I got to go. There's a man in my house. And hangs up the phone. (laughs) Which is so serious. And then we got to watch this woman on the screen. We got to watch her live. Reconcile that a child had just called and claimed (laughs) someone broke into his house while he was on the phone. She's just like, oh, Greg. Yeah, Greg from West Orange. I hope hope everything turns out okay. And... uh, Hope that was just good a, luck to you, Hope that's just one of your neighbors. Uh, let's let's move on to Nancy from Caldwell. Like the best, the best. Okay, so oh, you yeah. had the cops show up. Well, yeah. Okay, so like uh, an NWA album came out. I think it was um, Hundred Miles and Running. Mm-hmm. I got it was an EP, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. and there were a lot of swearing on it, a lot of dirty parts on it, and uh, we were obsessed with it. And we'd hit play, and we'd call up people and put the dirty parts up, you know, the swear words and stuff. We thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah. And then we called yeah. one girl whose mom worked at the at the phone at the phone station oh. or whatever this yeah phone company traced it back and the cops came that same day which like that never happened to your house to my buddy's house your buddy's and house. he came into the back and we were in the backyard and we were shooting squirrels with a bb gun <laughs> you were yeah. so you actually did shoot squirrels i did actually shoot i went oh, squirrel so this hunting. barn cat thing wasn't yeah it was based okay. on reality based on but i didn't story. i didn't actually sure. yeah, yeah yeah so he caught he busted us shooting squirrels and we were in the city too and uh, making dirty prank phone calls with NWA tapes. So that's my police. What did they do? They give you a ticket or what? No. Stern, uh, no, stern he, talking to you? No, but he he touched, he touched played it back for my dad so he could hear oh. what we were. Yes, and oh, I was no. there when he played it in front of my dad, and it was bad. Too. Oh. Did they take the album away? Yeah, yeah, I got oh, the album taken away. Yeah. My brother got caught once we grew up in west orange so wfmu radio which is fantastic mm-hmm. oh yeah a fantastic institution free from radio they were in east orange new jersey at the time and we used to prank them constantly and i look back and realize i think for both my brother and i it actually the the djs there were cool enough that they would humor it a little bit which i think was actually very encouraging to like a creative kid from north jersey to realize like oh they'll go with it but my brother once got one of the djs there so mad with a prank that he called back and asked for my mom. I picked up the phone 
And uh, the guy was like, hey, I need to speak to your mom right now. And my mom got on. So I heard my mom, oh, my son did what? This and that. And it turned out he was broadcasting all of it. And the DJ uh, got in a huge fight and got removed from the station. Because he's like, you can't put, you can't, you should have called off the air and yelled. But you can't put this guy's, can't put this kid's mom on the line. Yeah, without permission. Without permission, yeah. yeah. And it was, um, what was the guy's name? He runs a very, he he runs Matador Records. It was like. (laughs) Someone very influential. Wow. That makes for good radio, meltdown, though. Had a That's meltdown on the radio because of my teenage brother. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the modern antecedent to this, one thing, like, the the new thing you can get away with this is doing, like, um, internet radio shows. Because yes. a lot of them take calls and they're live and they don't have any screening processes. And you'll hear on Howard Stern, they do a lot of these, too. Yes. And they can never figure out how to hang up on a caller. Yes, yes. It so, feels like shooting fish in a barrel, though. I it's, mean, it's yes. not quite you know, the, they're amateurs. I, and do, like, I feel like the new prank calls is like man on the street videos. Or internet trolling has in many ways. True. I, think I was like, going to say swatting. No, I'm just... That's the, <laughs> right, is that when you call the SWAT team on yeah. your... That is like an extreme version of... But yeah, there's the idea of like teenage boys venting rage and showing off to each other shows up in various ways on the internet. But I'm nostalgic for prank calls. Speaking of internet shows that are live and take calls, I have encouraged anyone who's uh, in our Discord chat, which you can join at chrisgeth.com slash live, to prank us right now. So we're asking for pranks. We know they're coming. I just want to see what people come out with. If you're going to prank us, what form will it take? Let's go to, uh, we got a caller, who uh, Charlotte from Washington, D.C. We got Charlotte from Washington, D.C. Welcome to the show. What would you like to talk about today? Charlotte, are you there? Charlotte, I hear you. <laughs> is this your prank that you just call and you breathe? <laughs> oh, I got it. Charlotte. I get it. Is that what we're doing, Charlotte? Because we'll wait you out. I don't care how long this episode turns out, Charlotte. Come on. It's still not as long as that space bit. <laughs> yeah, it has to at least be longer than Justin's exposition of the week. Charlotte, I heard one giggle as you sit there, knowing you're... This is a classic tank the show you're... An entertainment vehicle asking for interaction that you call and intentionally She's gum nailing up the it works. right now. She's nailing it. Charlotte, everybody's joking around, but I'm really upset. Mm. Charlotte, I'm actually upset. I, I, Just I say think, something. I think we don't wait this out. Charlotte, do, well, hold on. Let me see this. So, Charlotte, do me one favor. Just say the word yeah if you are here and messing with us so I just know that it's not that like the system's broken. I think, is she trying to talk to us? Is she breaking I don't up? know. This is either a prank call or our phone system isn't working correctly. Charlotte, just say one word to let me know. if, Because I'll let you stay on a very long time if you give me one word so I know you're actually messing with us. Because if not, I'm just embarrassed at the faulty system. So give me one word. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Okay, maybe this, I might have been giving Charlotte. See, that's the type of thing. Here's my impression of Charlotte. <laughs> That's pretty good. That was great. Because if Charlotte, here's the thing though, if Charlotte was just having line difficulty, yeah, Charlotte would have hung up. That's true. She's still on. Charlotte, are you there? Actions speak louder than words. Thanks, yours. Griffin-Mott. Tell an incredible story. Oh, uh, the you, timing Griffin. was impeccable. Thank you, Griffin Mott. Nails Charlotte, it every time. Last chance to give us one word, so we know you're actually messing with us, and this isn't just technical difficulties. Okay, thank you, Charlotte from DC for the call. Let's go to Ryan from Boston. Ryan from Boston, welcome to the show. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> you find it funny, though, Justin. Oh, maybe this is a prank. Are you pulling this prank? No. No, I'm not, okay. no, no, no. Well, Justin, here's the thing, because I feel like this is a beautiful thing, because you're the exact type of kid who would have done a million prank calls mm-hmm. if this was a thing in culture. I feel like I just watched you have a laugh that illuminates how fun this was for us as preteens. I feel like it's doing it now. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, are you here? I don't think there's back-to-back callers just not talking. I think it it might be on this end. No, Ryan. it says Ryan's on the line. I'm looking at the system right now. Is that what these kids do these days? Jared, Harry, what do we think? Is this just broken or are people just messing with us? I don't think it's broken. I mean, it's all on. Ryan, Can we make sure everything's turned up? Ryan, hello. Should we try Sean from Kansas? (laughs) It is great. I mean, if this is a prank, it's a good prank. Justin, what is your evolving... Because I be, feel like <laughs> before, at the beginning, you were like, oh, yeah, no, prank calls are a thing. But are you starting yeah. to see mm-hmm. the beauty and joy in them Yeah, a little more than you did It's before. very funny picturing people just in their homes sort of doing these <laughs> little pranks on us. It's great. All right. I think the system is just broken at this point. Harry, Jared, what do we think? Uh, we're checking it out. In the meantime, act as if it was a prank. Okay, we're going to... Harry... Good one, been, guys. You got us. This might be um, Harry in the booth pranking us. Is this Harry messing with us? Because I will destroy you, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> putting out the call for more calls now. You know, yeah. another um, um, modern thing, I think you have to find new ways. Like, you can't just call people. You have to find new yes. things to go. Yes. So I think you know this, but um, we started sending friends and then ourselves going on uh, morning news shows. Yeah. Oh, and for anyone listening, you've seen this stuff. I promise you, you just didn't realize you're in the room with these guys. You guys have pulled off some pranks that were brilliant and eventually got you in a load of trouble, right? Oh, it, yeah. We got a federal lawsuit out. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, right it, was, it was the federal version of the cops showing up at your, your friend's house. But it started. And I was shooting squirrels when they were out, too. <laughs> right. uh-huh. But what made me think about it was, Joe, when you were saying that um, we, when the prank calls where you're trying to get people to say words and work in words, we, as for Found Footage Festival, whenever we'd go on to a local morning news show, like on Sacramento or wherever we were on tour, we got bored with just showing up and showing clips and... And always and, saying the same thing. Yeah. 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 And also, like, the news people, they wouldn't listen. They would get the chyron of the show wrong or forget. They Sometimes they'd forget we were showing up. So we started trying to... We called it the two-word phrase challenge, where right before we went on air, Joe would whisper a two-word phrase that I had to yes. work in together. the only thing that made these things tolerable. Right. And yes. Nick's so good at him, too. I challenged him I one time. The, the best one ever, I challenged him to say... Basketball murderers. Murderers had to be plural too, and he nails it. But that one was the toughest one. We were getting towards the end of the interview, and they're asking the normal questions like, "How am I going to work this in without just completely, you know, bringing the interview to a screeching halt?" At the very end, I could tell he's wrapping up. He goes, "Oh, so who are the kinds of people who who make these videos?" And I was like, "Aha." And I, so I remember saying, like, oh, they could be crazy. They could be basketball murders for all we know. I don't know where these videos come from. <laughs> he didn't bat an eye. And, the guy uh, did not yeah. bat an eye. And now just to lay it out, you guys also, in the course of that, realized it's extremely easy to send press releases and get on morning TV. And you started putting out fake ones and appearing There's- in character facetiously as – and and people would be on the air and these newscasters would realize these men are not who they claim they are, what's going on. And you you got sued for this. Yeah. 
Well, well they're starving for content. So yeah, and and we've gotten pretty good at writing these press releases from doing found footage over the years. Whoa. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. so who do you we, say we, you are? We did three of them. We did one for uh, Kenny Strasser, the yo-yo expert. Have you ever have seen you the Kenny Strass ones? We they're did that with our buddy best. Mark, mm-hmm. Mark Brooks. Um, yeah, he, we. Our buddy Mark pretended to be a yo-yo expert. Mark has no uh, idea how to yo-yo at all. <laughs> and we got talking about his divorce. Oh. He, t- he did everything but yo-yo. We oh. said he like won the Kyoto International 2005 yo-yoing championship. So it's bad. the best. It's yeah. so fun. We got him on this seven morning news shows. And, uh, seven. So then, the, then we had so much fun doing that that three years later we did uh, Nick uh, as a celebrity chef who had just written a book on what to do with your Thanksgiving leftovers and then sent him out right after Thanksgiving. And the idea and was, was to a make, slam dunk. The idea was to make gross my signature dish was something called turbo gravy (laughs) (laughs) all your leftovers put in a blender and then pour it over some corn and then we'd say hey try a little bit of this you know and try to get the news people to try it on the air and uh and then the most yeah yeah most Uh, did yeah four of the five actually we could have gone further with that and then the most recent one was we we build joe and i as a strongman duo named chop and steel and we said we're promoting unity through feats of strength and then we'd go on and like chop twigs in half and stomp on easter baskets and uh and uh that's the one that got you sued that's the one one of the news stations didn't find it that funny and they they, their parent company owns a hundred stations and we found out in the new york uh, when a new york post reporter called us and said do you have a comment on the lawsuit and we're like huh <laughs> and we, we're just the most ill-equipped people to deal with a loss a federal lawsuit like how do you find a lawyer you know like yeah. do, you, do you look in the yellow pages yeah. do the yellow what pages exist guys... at the end of the day there's a couple midwestern boys having some fun exactly. exactly that's what we tried to tell them yeah <laughs> did you guys what happened with the lawsuit well it was about a, a year of hell and legal yeah. bills almost well, bankrupting discovery us discovery and everything we had to what? give them like all the emails they wanted to subpoena my dad because Why i emailed him about it with that if they agreed to have you on they agree to have you on they they were claiming copyright infringement and fraud and conspiracy what and uh and they didn't really have a leg to stand on but i think they were just trying to make it really inconvenient for us they knew they could bleed you yeah yeah Yeah. and so finally um at the end of about yeah about a year and a half of that um we uh vice news did a story about it and the, the day before it was supposed to air they called our lawyer in a panic and said let's just settle this thing and so we basically won. We didn't kowtow to anything they asked us to do. And they, wanted, the, they wanted a lot of money and damages, and we ended yeah. up not paying them. Yeah. And then the, so. the, and the, the uh, like silver lining of the whole thing was at the end of it, they, we had to pay the legal fees, and they're handing over our paperwork. And they said, oh, by the way, we have footage of your week-long depositions where they lock you in a 40 – for 40 hours, we were locked in a room over the course <laughs> of a week, and their, their lawyers are grilling you. And we just collapsed during these depositions. <laughs> oh, they were so bad. I suck at them so bad. I look like I'm about to start crying. The oh, there's like time. flops. And now sweat. you have that footage for your show. Yes. We have it so, in our new Volume Nine show. Oh, and it's fun to like make fun of ourselves up yeah, on the screen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So our new tour, we have a clip that ends the show that's called "The Worst of Depositions," and it's us just floundering during. The- <laughs> so you've made those legal yeah. fees back. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Where's the idea? All right, I've been told that none of those previous calls were pranks. I've been told the phones are fixed. <laughs> Let's try Charlotte from DC. Yeah, Char- Again, Charlotte. Hello, I'm looking for Mr. Gethard. Okay, yeah, classic. (laughs) Look up someone with a funny name in the phone book. This is a classic. This was like, I would say, an entry-level prank structure as a youth. Find the person with the funniest name. Wait, let her go, let her go. This is Mr. Gethard speaking. How can I help you? Mr. Gethard, I'm calling from Washington, D.C. We've gotten an anonymous complaint from, um, well, it's anonymous, but um, of anti-Semitism within Chris Gethard okay. podcast. That is from Robbie Hoffman. This is clearly from Robbie Hoffman. 
Robbie is a prior host on the CGP episode. She and I have a long-standing friendship, and I'll, I'll deal with Robbie privately. It's also pronounced <laughs> Gethard, just so you know. Mr. Gethard, this is a matter of national security. We are all giggling. Now, how does this qualify as national, a national security matter, Charlotte? And again, it's Gethard. Okay, Mr. Gethard, listen... <laughs> Charlotte, it um, feels like you're done with this. Yeah, yeah, I think this is it. <laughs> yeah, I am done with this. You nailed it, Charlotte. Classic <laughs> prank structure as a kid. It yelled prank at the end. Thank you so much for the wonderful call, Charlotte from D.C. Ryan from Boston, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Sharks? How's it going? <laughs> Not much, Shark. What's up? You call the Sharks. He's Sharks. It's like uh, Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm here uh, seeking a $10,000 investment in exchange for 5% of my new business. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's We're hear all ears, yeah. buddy. All right. So you guys hear about this Jeremy Renner app? No. Yeah. <laughs> I some of us have. Some of us haven't. Yeah. The the notable Hollywood actor Jeremy Renner. He had an app that was like for folks to uh, like post and connect with him and stuff. But it got overrun with trolls and it shut down like last night. But it got me thinking. I've recognized the need in the marketplace. That is why I am here to work with one of you sharks on the new Jeremy Renner app. No. Okay. Well, okay, Carmen votes no. The rest of us are still considering it. How will this be different than the uh, the great, one that was launched yet, great yesterday? Great question. Yeah, so this one is basically going to be only for the trolls. Ooh. And uh, we're also going to... Uh, so the old app, uh, there was like a star system where you could buy stars and like put them on posts or comments ostensibly for uh, Mr. Renner to notice you. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to flip that structure on its head. In the new Jeremy Renner app, uh, every post that you make will be faxed to his agent and we will bill him uh, for every post that you make. We're going to invoice him. Okay, I can just jump in and let you know in the spirit of what we're doing today. Uh, this is actually a podcast. You, I think you were trying to call Shark Tank. Uh, I mean, if you guys got a podcast, I mean, you probably got some money, right? You would think. You right? would think, but not really, no. I mean, like, look, I got to, like, I'm working out of the Microsoft store in the mall right now, uh -huh. uh, and I'm, like, trying to hire a developer to make the app. Great, great. So we, like, not even the Apple the store, the Microsoft, store. Microsoft <laughs> store. Whoa. Wow. Okay. In the mall, in the mall. Yeah, I'm personally not interested. But, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, gonna I'm go out. I got to say I'm out. Yeah, I'll invest. Justin, right. well, you, got, you got Justin. You got me. I'll invest. What about Griffinbot? All right, cool. Oh yeah, can we rope yeah, Griffinbot into this? I, you know, I don't want to be here. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really know what that is, but it's cool. All right, man. Fair, Sean, thank you so much for the wonderful call. <laughs> Let's go to Ryan in Oregon. Ryan, welcome to the show. Oh, uh, hey, yes. Uh, I need three large pizzas. Uh huh. Uh, pepperoni on the first. Yep. Uh, plain cheese. On the second, mm -hmm. and then on the third, can we do veggie but with sausage on half? Half sausage, half veggie on the third. Okay, and what's your full Did home you address? That? Did you get yeah yeah? What's your full home address? My home address? Yes, one <laughs> two three Fake Street. Uh huh. Uh huh. And what town and zip code? Uh, this would be every town USA. Nine zero two one zero. And what's your credit card number? Credit card number, yeah. Actually, what's your social oh, security number? It, yes, both. We need both. Uh, actually, they're one and the same. <laughs> oh, um, beautiful, beautiful. Lucked out there. Lucked out. It's a real time saver. One step shot. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right, and just uh, it is. Are we talking hand tossed, thin, crispy? Yeah. Um, that was pan, my next. personal pan. Oh, 
Oh wait, uh, actually, this is actually bad news. We actually we ran out of dough. We have one French fry left. Ooh, you want the one French fry? And a bunch of people want it. So you got to work for it, man. Oh, that's it. That's all you have. Yeah, we yeah. only have one individual. Just French one fry. French fry. Yeah, but we'll, we're willing to send it out okay. to every town USA nine hundred two one zero. Um. Okay. Actually, you know what? Could I get Mongolian chicken? Extra <laughs> <spicy>? <laughs> well uh, done. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo, Ryan. Now, can we talk about this? Because here's the thing. This is similar to what you guys did last night. You, a- we a- you asked people to prank you. We've asked them to prank us. And yet, we all start giggling like children when we realize what they're doing. What is it about prank calls that hits us so hard? It's funny because you can kind of think about the structure of it. We had three different takes there, yeah, right? Yeah. And one take that wasn't even a real take, but we thought it was, which was just silence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yes. So you're not even like, you're not an unsuspecting victim, but you can kind of like really deconstruct what what makes a prank call, what makes a good one. Yeah. I think there's a lot of theater of the mind too. It's like what you're picturing on the other end yeah, too, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. We, yeah, we would call up people at like three in the morning. We'd say, hey, do you remember me? I was the the seven foot two guy who, you know, I was yeah. like, and then they're like, no, I don't think I remember you. And I was like, oh, and I, you know, I never wore a shirt. And, you know, they're like, no, I don't think, you know. Yeah. Like, and now just painting this picture. Since mm-hmm. you did not grow up with this tradition, what traditionally would happen with the pizza call mm-hmm. that uh, our friend from Oregon just did is you would have four or five of your friends call throughout the night. Mm-hmm. And, continue to try to order pizzas in the hope that you would break a person's mind (laughs) and that eventually they would, the ideal, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you wanted them to pick up and before you even said a word, have them going, this isn't a fucking pizza place. So if this is about fucking pizza, go fuck yourself. And then eventually you get them worked up to that tizzy and then you stop calling in the hope that like, their Aunt Matilda calls next and gets yelled at. That the idea was yeah. to try to break someone's mind with multiple calls. With Dude, a pizza one call. of my one of my buddies used to send me like weekly to my office, my first job when I was like working sales. He would send me a pizza every Friday. Just to fuck with you. Yeah, and I and you'd I had to go to out there. No, or he'd I would pay be like, for it. Nobody would. I'd be like, this isn't mine. Like and in front of an office, you know, like <laughs> This is really embarrassing, but this isn't mine. And the, the guy gets so mad. I was like, I'm not going to fucking pay $30 for a pizza. Like, it's and not would he, he'd call different pizza places each week so they wouldn't flag you? I don't know. if it, How would I know? Wow. I don't know if it was different pizzas. It was just like a dude showed up. Okay, we got a few more callers on the line. The next one I'm excited about because this guy's from Long Island, and I feel like Long Island has a, a type of culture that lends itself towards teenage antagonism. Oh, yeah, like the jerky boys. Like yeah. They were like the, yeah. Yeah, like that Northeast. Okay, Jake from Long Island, welcome to the show. Hey, is this uh, Carmen Christopher Presents Beautiful Anonymous? It is. Yes, 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 yes it is. Yes. Yes. Thank you for calling. So this is where you get to talk anonymously to Carmen for an hour. What's your name? <laughs> it's anonymous. You announced right, my name. Or... What was it? All right. Uh, I can't tell you. Okay, good job. You're doing well. <laughs> now tell us a fucked up story. I'm sorry. Tell you a fucked up story. Yeah, yeah. God, I didn't think I did. Let me see. I didn't think I'd get this far. I'm sorry, guys. But Jake, you, you do have the tone of a guy. You do have the tone of a prank call kid, Jake. Were you a prank call kid growing up? Ah, uh, shit. No, I really wasn't. I think uh, he's a kid no, I'm now. Not. Yeah, how old are you, Jake? I'm not. I'm, I'm 21 as of next week. Oh, three years older. Than, three years younger. Than three you. years younger than Car- yeah. Jake, I'm telling you how. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. I'm not trying to un... 
I'm not trying to unleash something dark on the world or wake up a sleeping dragon. Tear into me. I'm, I'm a regular no, no, audience no. member. Tear this is positive. Me. You are from Long Island, and you have the exact voice of someone who would be good at prank phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Give it a shot. He could be a Sal right. Rizzo kind of. Uh, start today. Yeah. Jake, Frank what gonna, Rizzo. Jake, what are you going to be watching on Wednesday, next Wednesday? Well, I'm going to be in-house on next Wednesday, actually. All right, whatever. I'll be at the studio. What did he say? I'm going to be in house? I'm going to be at the studio. Oh, he's going to be at m and Oh, he's going to oh, be man. at the studio. That's the best. Carmen, you're here mad at the kid. I'm going to be at m I love you. <laughs> Come say hi. Carmen, can Carmen. he be featured on the show? Do you want to be on the show next week? Oh, good lord. Fuck it. Yeah, why not? I'm I'm frequently in the studio enough. I might as well uh, get on the other end. All right, there's a competition at the end of the show. Uh, you can compete in it if you'd like. <laughs> and if, if you win, if you win, it's actually... Uh, You'll see what happens, but it's it's actually it's cool. It's good. Okay, I like how you're yeah, trying to uh, set you're trying to set Jake up by saying like, "What's the phrase that pays?" or "What?" All right. And who's the radio station that gives you the most rock for your work week? And he's like, "I'm gonna be in house." <laughs> <laughs> so Jake, come check in with us when you get to the studio. We'll hook it up. I think Carmen's serious. I think he's down to have you compete I'm in the game. One hundred percent. You're in. All right. If you want to do totally it, you're in. So everybody, watch on Wednesday. Check that out. Good Thanks prank. for the call, Jake. RC in Ohio, welcome to the show. I get uh, two beef and cheddars, and uh, you know what? Make it make it a meal, I guess. A lar- large, large uh, meal. You still Do you know where you're calling? What yep. is, uh, yeah, you? I'm looking for two. I need to get two beef and cheddars, please. <laughs> this is great. You just stick to it. Classic prank call behavior. Ignore what they say and reiterate <laughs> and, your point and over and over. Too, and yell, yell it. it louder. Yes, <laughs> as know, if they fucked up. Yeah. One, Right and one diet. Coke, yes, yes. Uh, exactly. if you got I know normally you you call in orders to Arby's. So um, <laughs> I understand, I understand why you're confused. Yeah, right there's now. many layers to this. Even if you were calling an Arby's, they'd have to explain to you. Right, this could be this could follow two routes. You call someone's private residence, wait, wait, pretending hang, it to be an Arby's. Hang on, one second. Wait, uh-huh. No, they all have that here. This is a place with the beef and cheddars. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> beef and cheddars. <laughs> <laughs> they probably tried to order a Big Mac, and they, yes. they didn't realize they were at an Arby's. You could be calling an Arby's that where a desperate worker would be explaining <laughs> to you, we don't do calling. You have hey, to I'm come in. I'm having a hard time hearing you. You got my two beef and cheddars, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Yes, thank you. We've had some problems with the connection. <laughs> RC <so>. in Ohio. <laughs> wonderful call. Truly illustrative of a classic. So, Justin, did you pick up on it? You could call mm-hmm. someone's house, pretend it was an Arby's, Call an Arby's, pretend it's a restaurant that takes orders, mm-hmm. try to get someone to lose their mind either way. Yeah, I'm doing all of these tonight. Yeah, I think You're taking notes right now, right? Taking notes, should so, get yeah. in on this. Yeah. All right, we got one more caller on the line. I'm excited because he left a full name. Let's go to Anthony Dugan in California. Anthony Dugan, welcome to the show. I think Anthony's gone, actually. What, Harry? Sorry. You got to take his name off the list. Well, not... Justin's been updating the list, and it's been confusing me Justin, the whole time. because then I'm we would have ended on RC in Ohio, and his call was amazing. It was look, incredible. I'm, look, I'm sorry, folks. Come on, Dugan. <sighs> well, it ends on a momentumless <laughs> nightmare yet again. This show starts with me scolding you and ends with me scolding you. Maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Griffinbot can help. I don't know. Griffinbot, can you say anything you can do to Griffin. save the day? Hey, this is Griffin Bot. We got to move on to calls, actually. We just <laughs> did calls. God damn it. All right. Nick and Joe, anything you guys would like to plug together separately, be it social media, upcoming shows? We're doing shows. Uh, our new Volume 9 tour is coming up this fall. We're all over the country, all over Canada. So, and we do uh, a weekly uh, internet show from our, our VHS Shroon offices in Brooklyn. It's uh, every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, and it's on... Uh, 
our YouTube page, Found Footage Festival. And I, I did an episode. Yeah. And it was delightful. That was a fun one. Yeah. So fun. We showed you a bunch of public access stuff. Oh, uh, it's the best. Yeah. It's the best. It's what you guys do is, I know that I, I said it in the intro last night and today, but it's it's truly a special thing. And I find it very inspiring. I Thank say you. That so genuinely. That means a lot. Carmen Christopher hosting next week's 9 11 episode of CGP Pressures On. You're going to be the one establishing the infrastructure of returning hosts. Yeah, I, I feel I th- like you haven't gotten nervous about this until right now. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's actually funny that you say that. I did get a little bit, like a tiny bit nervous. Just now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's good because then that means I care. If I, if I wasn't nervous, then I'd be like, there's a problem here. But I was nervous for the first one and I'm happy with it. So that's good. It was great. And I can't wait for the second one. Everybody should follow you online. Follow me. Anything follow else? me on the gram. I'm doing multiple half hours all around the town over the next few months. Uh, if you want to see me do a live show besides the 9-11 show. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Justin, anything to plug? A uh, monthly comedy show, animal show on September 16th, and another episode of the podcast in space next week oh, on boy. CGP. All right, <laughs> and I'm, I got a big tour coming into September, so everybody I'm check if I'm coming to your city. Me and Carmen coming to all those cities. ChrisGeth.com for tickets. Our Chicago shows are almost sold out. Homecoming for you. Can't uh, wait. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. This has been the CGP Podcast. Watch the TV show. See you next week on the podcast. Thanks so much. Good night, Chris. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.